Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. In this, our fifth season, we are looking at Joe Johnston's 2011 film, Captain America, The First Avenger. I'm Andy Nelson from the Next Real Film Podcast. And I'm Pete Wright, and I follow Andy around on podcasts. <laughs> one more to follow me on. Today, we're talking about Minute 15, which begins with Dear Friends Parting and ends with Erskine sneakily following Steve into the back room. Hmm. Joining us on the show today, one last time, it's Team Marvel Movie Minute, Rob Cabosco and Kyle Olson. Back for one last episode. Hello, gentlemen. One last time. (laughs) And I brought all the stupid. (laughs) Okay. I was wondering. I was going to. I didn't want to say anything. That's right. Let me sit down for a second. When we ended the show, he took it with him. So now I brought it back. You brought it back. Uh, Well, don't leave it. Uh, (laughs) Make sure you just take it with you. Uh, So we're coming in everywhere I go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're coming in on the end of this conflict between Steve and Bucky. Uh, you know, there, there's, you know, Bucky's got some things to say. You know, he's like, oh, and you've got nothing to prove. It's like, there again, as we said last time, this is a fight these two have been having for a while because Steve just won't let go of this whole thing. Um, but what I love about this is that there is still that bond between the two of them, as Steve calls to him, don't do anything stupid until I get back. And then, of course, Bucky turns. How can I? You're taking all the stupid with you. Or I said that backwards. No, I said that right. Never mind. Uh, I'm getting <laughs> tired here. Um, but at this it's point, Friday. this this is where these two gentlemen, um, their friendship really shines through as Bucky comes back. And, uh, you know, they have a nice little moment. You're a punk. You're a jerk. And it's great. The two of them together. This is where we really see that there's a friendship here. Uh, yeah, I mean, how does this all resolve for for all of you? Do you do you like the way that this scene has played out between these two guys? I absolutely love the way that these two play it because it's you could easily have done those those exact lines as a like real like intense like you could have done it big but they both did as we've done this a hundred times before and and there's a little bit of not only the camaraderie, but there's also a little bit of sadness too, because this could be the last time he ever sees Bucky and they both know that. Uh, and so there's just a little bit of the melancholy in there. Cause it's an, it's an honest embrace at the end. You know, it's not just like, Hey buddy. Mm, yeah. Go kill some Nazis. Woo. Like there's a real <laughs> sincerity and softness to it. Well, and the embrace was initially, they try to avoid it because yeah. they weren't going to yeah. embrace. He's walking away and then when they have the whole, the stoop, you know, you're taking all the stupid with you. That's when he comes back and is like, Oh yeah, no, I can't leave without embracing you because this may be the last time they were really yeah. trying to be tough guys about it until that wonderful moment, that exchange that kind of breaks the ice at that moment that where he's leaving. Do you think that's what sells Erskine <laughs> on this kid? <laughs> Men who aren't oh. afraid to hug. That's right. Men who aren't afraid to hug. Oh, he's a little like guy those, and he's okay hugging. Boys. He's a little hugger. Perhaps a soft boy is what we need. <laughs> He's a soft boy. I love the moment. And also, you know, you get this great line. Don't do anything stupid until I get back. How can I? You're taking all the stupid with you. Great, you know, setup that we'll have. But again, it just it also plays, as you said, this is the this is a relationship that's lasted a long time. These two have known each other for a long time. And I, I really do love that with these guys. Do you think when you're writing this, because I mean, especially with Cap, because there are so many iconic quotes that will even come in later movies. Right. That they have such a payoff at the end, right? That, I mean, did they have any inclination, like, how important these would be? I mean, I can't imagine they would, right? Like, 
it's just amazing to me. Like if you're a writer and you're, and you know, you think you're just writing, oh, here's just the simple conversation, this goodbye to think that it has such power 12 movies later or, you know, whatever it is, 15 movies later. I think that's just amazing. It shows you how important in the moment is like, it shows you how important every line is because that's just incredible to me is, is how amazing that is when they do it, you know, before he takes off in a future movie. All right. Like, I just think that's wonderful. It's amazing to think how much meaning that has now and how much more meaning it has now when you watch it after seeing Endgame. It's just awesome. It's, I mean, it, it all paints just a fantastic picture with the characters. And, and again, it goes to the, the brilliant writing that they have, not just within the story and within later stories, but expanding it across stories and finding ways to do setups and payoffs in different ways um, from, from within films and across films. And it's, I, I think that just makes the whole thing that much more powerful when you do actually invest the time to kind of watch the whole thing and you see these things and you're like, oh, and all those connections. It's, it, I don't know. It, it, I think that the, the way that that's really grown in in sequels and and franchises like this as has become really exceptional in uh the last few decades um as i as i watch these films you know like toy story i love uh, the totally different franchise but i love the the setup and payoff that we have in toy story 3 with the whole thing with you know playing on the train and everything and how all of that stuff ended up being Mm. weirdly like a brilliant payoff that just made for such an emotional start to that film that you had from the first toy story when when andy was playing with the toys and finding ways to do that like these screenwriters are just so sharp in how they how they blend those things uh these days all through these yeah, in this, it has as someone who like sort of knew these characters coming in, so I like sort of had my expectations. I was so happy that they, I felt like they nailed Cap, like like they they got who Steve was and stuff too. So that made me happy. But I actually through this and through uh, the the sequel through Captain a Soldier, there are characters that I like better in the MCU than I do in the comics. I do not. I'm not a Falcon fan. I do not really. I, that character never worked for me in the comics, but I love him in the MCU. And same thing with Bucky. Like, Bucky was sort of, he shows up again as the Winter Soldier, and he was really good as, as an antagonist, as the anti-Captain America, and so he's bad for a while, and then he, so he just came in. And then he's, he's still around, but they, he sort of has been a pinball. He's bounced around a lot because they've never really figured out post-Ed Brubaker what to do with him. Uh, and so when they, they bring him in here, I love this Bucky, this Winter Soldier, like all the way through uh, to where he's at now, is it's so much more of an interesting character than I think that he is in the comic books, and that's that's a credit to not only Joe Johnson who helped create it, but to Sebastian Stan and to the screenwriters. Like they really made this character that could have been uh, sort of just a a one note thing into a character who has now persevered for a decade or more. Well, I I think that calls to question the value of allegiance to source material. And back when we were watching these movies for the first time, it was very much, uh, you know, of the period to to judge the success of of the movie in terms of how we feel about it to how well it holds up against the source material. And that question, I think, to your point, Kyle, is is I I think we're kind of done with it, right? That this stands as its own identity and they have successfully crafted an MCU and it's changed the way I watch any superhero film like it it doesn't necessarily like allegiance to source material is no longer a huge question sometimes it comes up we we've mentioned the sandman right that that's a thing that's coming and and i know there are purists who really want to see the allegiance and are going to judge there i think in the mcu 
it's it, is it a fair assessment to say that we are post allegiance to source material? I don't think I want to go that far. No, I'll let, I'll let I'll let the other people weigh in, but because there are a couple characters that it really bugs me that they're so vastly different than, that from the their original incarnations that they should be different characters. You should like use a different person if you're going to change powers, origin, and personality. What's the point? You're, then you're yeah, just right, right. literally just taking the name and sticking it on a brand new creation. Make your own character then. Then it starts to feel like somebody who didn't understand the source material. Exactly. <laughs> and they're just like, I need a character that does X. Yeah. Uh, who do you have? And they just flip to the files of anyone who has another yet. Okay, now you're whoever. Now you're Stiltman. Now you're Kangaroo, whatever. Porcupine. Pretty much any animal. Spider-Man's probably fought him. Uh, <laughs> this movie is, is is really good in that case. Like, it, it, through Captain America, as, as, we, as, as Rob and I will be stepping off here and, and letting you guys handle from here on out. Um, the, the, there's the, everyone who shows up here, I think they do a really good job in doing that. But in some of the other movies, I have a lot more quibbles. Well, and I think that also boils down to just the world of comics, period. Because True. even within the True. comics, there, you know, there are. Uh, storylines that stay true to kind of what has happened in the past. And then there are writers who said, we're going to dismiss all of that and kind of do our own thing. Yeah. And which is so, where you get Winter Soldier. I mean, exactly. Like, and so there are those shifts. Right. There are those shifts that happen that really work well. And there are the shifts that people like, you know, that, that thread, nobody really liked that much. Let's just go and do something else. And I think that's largely what you have here. Because, I mean, even if you look at, you know, Thor Love and Thunder, which by the time this episode drops, uh, you know, we will all have seen. But, I mean, you know, they're taking Thor stories and they're blending a few together and stuff and kind of creating an amalgam. Will it work? I mean, I, I'd like to think so. But... um you know, but there may be some purists who are very upset that, you know, well, this isn't as serious as the Gore the God Butcher story was in the comics or whatever. I mean, who knows how how it's blended. But it, it it's one of those things where I think as long as there's somebody who seems to be really caring and driving forward and doing things for good reasons that I think that I'd like to think that, you know, it's going to end up being OK. Rob, do you have any no, I would say just, you know, Rob? I think it's the vision. I mean, this movie is made. They, you know, they're making this to to get to Avengers, right? Like, I mean, like you had to finish the story, and and I think there was a lot of good ownership that's taken. But you've seen what like what James Gunn has done with Guardians, which nobody would have thought. Again, everyone else, nobody would have thought anybody could have ever made a live action Guardians of the Galaxy movie. You know what Tycho's done with Thor, like, and how that's changed dramatically. And and you know, I think if you just have a strong vision, you can you can do the things that you can actually. I mean, look at the sky's the limit. You can do anything. It's clear. That this is not held that everything that's happened in the comic book is going to happen in the MCU. Like in terms of story, like honestly, I think I think you if you have a good story to tell, you can change those characters. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> unless it's your character, unless it's the character it's that you character. love. Then you're <laughs> yeah. then you're right. <laughs> right. Unless it's still man. Right. Unless it's still man. <laughs> there is a um a space for change but it it there is always going to be a potential cost with that it's just you know will the benefits outweigh uh, you know any of the issues that arise i mean because yeah to your point kyle there are characters that are drastically changed where it's like why did they bother uh doing that so it's it's one of those things so what i like about this is that bucky from what i from what i know and what i little i've read of bucky this is a this has been a perfect change for this and i think it's also interesting that 15 minutes of the movie the 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 crutch is gone 
Yeah. Like, right. Like you've seen Steve, you've seen Bucky as basically that sort of mentor, bigger brother, protector, guardian of Steve Rogers. And now he exits. Well, at least for now. But like, you know, now, now the hero's journey has to take the next step. And it's right. It's a great pacing. Uh, but that's, that's a great point. Like he, you know, people who weren't familiar with this story may think that he was just this early mentor character and he's not coming back. Like that might have been right. all we saw. Yeah. He's Biggs Darklighter. Yeah. I was just thinking that. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Yes. Yeah. He's Luke. To Luke's, Luke's, you know, Luke's, yeah. Older mentor yeah. who went off to war and yes. you know, he never saw him again. You yeah. know, that that sort of like that was his role. And now he's gone. Yeah. You know, the big brother character is gone. But, little do you know, right. The, the inspiration yeah. for yeah. this character to like, I'm always going to be, you know, thinking of you as I go out and do these things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, gents, um, one thing that we like to do at the end of the week with our guests is talk about uh, your uh, your favorite Captain America moments. Um, what when you think of the films, of the of the comics, the you know TV shows, what are your favorite moments, or your perhaps your most favorite moment of Captain America? Well, Kyle, let's start with you. Uh, you know, what? ironically, it's next. Just, just by the law of, of what we what we got, um, we it just this was our block of minutes. The next moment, like the next the next set of minutes, when Steve is talking Doctor Erskine and having that conversation, and I'm not going to get away because you guys are going to get in deeply. But that to me, I, Captain America's always it was never really a, a, an interesting character to me because he was every time that I had read him, he was always in the Avengers and stuff too, and he's always just you know. You know, with blonde hair and the square chin and holding the shield, and the, it wasn't until Mark Wade wrote him uh, where he would had been gone for a while and back. I won't get into why where he was because that's a whole other conversation. But um, and got to sort of reboot him and, and sort of introduce him to a new audience. It was same guy, but like here's a, that I understood him. And when I watched that, the next scene that's going to happen in in probably sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, I was like, they got it. They understood who Captain America was because it's not about jingoism. It's not about America's always right. You know, it's it's like there is an essence to that character about like the the small guy made big, and they they exactly understood it. So yeah, for me, it's never there's there's the fantastic moments, which I don't want to steal anything from Rob, but you know, there's these great moments of 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 Cap uh, doing all these heroic things. But for me, it all comes down to a small Steve. And how he sees the world. It's hmm. awesome. I, I I would totally agree. Like it is, it is those moments where he never sees himself. He never sees himself as the hero. He sees himself as a person who just is trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Every time, all the time. And that selflessness that comes with that. Um, I will say that as far as my favorite moment, I mean, I, I know it's, it might be a little cliched. It oh. is, it is the on your left and it's the, and it's oh. the bookends, <laughs> the bookends yeah. of on your left. Yeah, is oh, yeah. the greatest is literally in cinema has got to be one of the most amazing stories told from yeah. the time from the first time you see it yeah. to that portal scene. Yeah. That yeah. is unbelievable yes. how awesome and powerful that is. Hundred percent. And I just yeah. absolutely think it's it's phenomenal. Um, I got chills just when you were describing. No, it. I, I mean like, it. Really, oh. it is just so amazing that in the end. His humility is rewarded by all the people coming to his aid that he, I mean, like, it's just mind blowing on top of that. I do think is also interesting. And you spoke to this and it speaks to his final, his final quote in this minute is don't win the war until I get there. Mm -hmm. Right. Think of his journey 
as a character on that quote, winning, what does winning mean to him when he gets 14 movies later? What does the war mean? Right. And until I get that, like, oh my God, like it, it, it it's amazing to me that he is a person that is not driven by, by any type of boxed in view of everything. He is always driven by the needs of others and by protecting others who are vulnerable and weak. And that's the thing I think that is awesome about this character, especially this depiction of this character, because he never loses sight of that. And all of that starts in Captain America 1979. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for you to throw some zinger in there. With the clear plastic shield and stuff, too? Is that the acrylic shield? The guy in the van? Is that not one we were talking yes. about? I'm sorry. Am I? Who is this? Yeah. That's certain yes. that we're... He's, yeah, the guy in the yeah. van, right? With the yeah. with the wings on with the, the rocket the helmet. Yep. The, yeah. Yeah. Motorcycle off the helicopter. All sorts of. <laughs> he had a frisbee yeah. for a shield. Yeah, nah, I'm so in for that say, movie. So good. I'd say, yep. I'd say he's in, that, that's your favorite Captain America moment, right, Pete? Yeah, that's it. It's the rocket ship, rocket bike out of the back of the van. Yeah, where we never cut <laughs> so, back to the bike and watch a so, flaming husk of a van <laughs> that is burned up by the so retro <laughs> rocket. <laughs> So, so remember this minute when you get into yeah. the hundreds because it's going to pay off. Yeah, it's going to pay off. Um, wait. Yeah, that, it's fantastic. Wait. I, I think it's interesting on both of those points, uh, Rob, that there are so many bookend comments, uh, uh, bookend bits for Captain America, and none of them are tired for me. Right. Yes. Because yeah, even right? in that last yeah. battle, we get I could do this yeah. all day and on your yeah. left. And like, what yeah. else? Like, there are so many beats that go over this guy's 90 year lifespan uh, and his journey to see the end of a war. Like, he doesn't see the end of this war. Nobody wins the war while he's alive and or, you know, <laughs> it has agency in it. And uh, so just get the give the guy a war to win. And, uh, you know, it takes 23 he, movies to get there. But he does see the end of this war, Pete. It just takes a while. Well, does he see it on TV? Well, he's yeah, he's watching. He also it. has the he, History Channel. Yeah, yeah. He has the History Channel, Discovery <laughs> Plus, Discovery <laughs> Plus. No, he gets to go back. He's just not. He's not serving. I don't know what he's doing, but you know, he's back there with Peggy. Oh yeah, he watches it on a TV. Listens oh, to it oh, on the radio. Hold. Yeah, yeah. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> let's let's not open that can of worms. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, about a thousand episodes I think you're gonna to go make before Kyle, we can talk about Kyle's going to throw a clot. Everybody, just, <laughs> just be quiet. <laughs> oh, I have feelings on this. We have a long ways to go. Yes, indeed. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, all right. Well, gentlemen, it is always a pleasure to talk Marvel with you. Thank you both for coming and uh, talking about these specific minutes. Great set of minutes to talk to you both about. Truly, it was fun. It's nice you. to see Howard again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll have to have you back in a, another slattery minute down the road. Oh yeah. You need, you need more Howard in your life. Yeah, we're, we're your, we're your, your Stark expert. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just not the spend... one that everybody likes. <laughs> yeah. Just the, the other one, the other one, or, or maybe yeah. more people like, I don't know. There's, don't it know. seems like there's an event somewhere in December, I think that happens with the Starks. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, uh, we will be back next week with another set of minutes. Thank you so much for tuning in. And Pete, as always, uh, it's been a pleasure. I can do this all week. Enough said. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, true believers.
Marvel Movie Minute is a production of True Story FM. Engineering by Andy Nelson. This season's music is Spread the News by Anthony Vega. And this season's show art is by Winston Yabo. Find the show at truestory.fm. And if your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, consider doing that for this show. <laughs>